When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Um, what are you reading right now? Oh, I'm reading Wakers. It's by Orson Scott Card. He's the guy that wrote um, Ender's Game. Oh, how is it? It's not that good. Oh, that's just It's funny. like a one or a two. But I'm like, I can't DNF. I can't have like four DNFs in four months. You can DNF. I know, but that just seems like a lot because since you gave me this power, I feel like I'm <laughs> taking advantage. Like I need to just. I think you should take advantage of it though. Why suffer through it's something? You know. said it's a one or a two, Sarah. I know. I know. It's not good, but I'm just curious. Like, it's one of those ones, it's like I am halfway through, but I still feel like something could, like, okay. happen. So I'm just like... Mm. You're like hopeful there's a good twist at yeah. the end. It, like, feels like something could happen. Okay. And so. it, it might change how you feel about the book. Right. Okay. So, but as of right now, like, halfway through, I'm at, like, a one or a two. So... That's rough. I know. Honestly, the only reason I would keep reading a book that's at a one or a two Mm -hmm. is if it's part of a series and I feel like Mm -hmm. I have to force myself through it, cop, War of Two Queens, cop, Mm -hmm. Um, or it's like a book club book where it's like, I'm obligated to read this. Right. I'm finishing it no matter what. But it's like, I like the author, so that's also why I'm like, you feel like there should be potential and I feel like I need to. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. Well, I wish you luck on that one. Thanks. I got like 150 pages left. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got The Alchemist next. Because um, I wanted to like throw some classics in that I've never read yeah. before. So check that out. And then I've got a few books um, at the library that I have to pick up. One of them is about like the Pan Am flight attendants. Ooh. Um, it's like all like their stories like kind of combined, um, which was super cool because I was like reading – the basically the description to be a Pan Am flight attendant, it's insane. You have to speak two languages. Whoa. You have to be between five four and five nine and weigh like hundred and forty to hundred and sixty pounds. Like the specifications were like crazy. Yeah. But the fact that they all had to speak two languages that's, that's crazy. crazy. So I was <laughs> I thought that would be really cool because I was browsing Barnes and Noble and I was like, ooh, add this to my list, add this to my list. I love And then the library had them. Love it. The best. So. I love those like Barnes and Noble like library browses where yes. it's like we're not gonna buy anything. Yep, we're just gonna sit at the Starbucks and mm-hmm. add things to the list. Yeah, what are you reading now? Um, I'm in the middle of Bone Shard Daughter. Okay, right now that's the first one, right? Yes. Okay, which I'm actually like fairly enjoying. I'm yeah. really intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I thought it was like an interesting concept. Yeah. So yeah. I'm about halfway through it. I'm not like obsessed, but I think I gave both it. of them threes. Like they were enjoyable, solid, but like don't need to reread or. 
anything like that. That makes sense. So I have like, I think it's one other, when I finish this one, I have one other book from the library and then I'm going to switch to the Priory and the Orange Tree. Okay. And then I have two more books from the library that I'm just going to read after because I literally picked them up like yesterday. And yeah, so it's like a month. For a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finished, I did the, I watched the, watched, read, one to watch. Mm-hmm. Did you? Oh, I read that too. That? Did you mm-hmm. enjoy that? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it was okay. I wanted it to be better. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like how it was written with all of the... Um, like the different like media yeah okay. some of it was some of them I like appreciated but I felt like there was too much like gr- there was like the group chat where yeah. they were like nagging each other and I was like this is unnecessary and mm-hmm. yeah so some of that and like when they were doing the screenplay kind of thing where it's like screenplay um they were like cue the music and oh yeah the, yeah, yeah I yeah. was like this is like it's like hard to read in yeah. a book so I didn't, yeah, that, I didn't really like that That threw style. you off. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. I felt, I actually didn't hate that because it, it, I felt like I got like the hol- holistic mm-hmm. experience because yeah. of that. Because like when I think about like The Bachelor yeah. or. I mean, I did like the blog ones. Yeah. But some of the other ones I wasn't a fan of. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I read it while I had COVID and I literally read it within like a day. Yeah. And so it was just such an easy read. Mm-hmm. And it took me out of my head for a minute. So I might have been in like a space in time where I enjoyed it more because I was like, yeah, I got to mm-hmm. leave my bed for a minute. And yeah. that was nice. Yeah. Um, so I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't my like ultimate favorite either. No. I think I gave it like a three. Just it was yeah. like a solid. I think I did too. Read. I think so. Yeah. We'll see. But mm-hmm. welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, this is episode, we, I, I need to look at, I think this is 14. I say it every time. I don't know why I don't look at it right before we do this. Okay. It is episode 14. Of 16. So we yeah, there's like, only two more episodes left after this. I know. We're almost done with this book. I know. Ah! We did chapters 65 through 68 mm-hmm. and we're calling this episode, Who's Worth Helping? Yes. So many good moments. Mm-hmm. Um, before we dive in chapter by chapter. Any overarching feels about this week's reading? This was just like an OMG to like everything. Yeah. My initial thoughts on like all these chapters, as you will hear as we break it down, is just like squealing. Like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. For everything. So yeah. also just the chapter 65, I was so intense. Pretty, so intense. pretty freaking epic. Yes. Um, All of my like summary stickers for this is the like purple like, Yes, exactly. That mm-hmm. is just the feeling reading all of these chapters. And it's so hard to put this book down. Yes. For us. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, ugh, this is why I read this book in like 24 hours. Right. It's like when you get to these points, you just can't stop. Yep. Okay. But chapter 65, long chapter, but um, summary is Feyre and Az rescue Elaine with a few surprises along the way. Mm-hmm. What'd you notice? I said, OMG, OMG, OMG. Asriel, Tantlin, I'm dying over here. Yes. Like, that's my summary. I, I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, when we left last episode, mm-hmm. Feyre and As had just winnowed to the edge of Highburn's army. Yep. And Feyre is dressed as Ianthe. Mm-hmm. And we're about to see what happens. Yeah. And I like how she regards Ianthe, like, in her head. She's like... She had a few silver bracelets dangling at her wrist. I let them jangle loudly as she had, like a cat with a bell on its collar. A pet, I suppose. Ianthe was more than a pet. 
He was no more than a pet of the king. That's very observant. Yeah. I feel like I don't notice those small details about a person. No. But yeah, I was, I liked how like Farrah is like thinking of Ianthe mm-hmm. and, and her like impersonation of her. Yeah. And Asriel's so interesting because it's like, so what are these powers? She says, I couldn't see Asriel, but I could feel him as if the siphons parading itself as Ianthe's jewel was a tether. He dwelled in every pocket of shadow darting ahead and behind. What? I don't know. It's super cool. Whatever he's doing. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so we get into Highburn's tent and it is, well, even, or not his tent, his camp. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Cause we haven't made it to the, nope, yeah, I meant camp. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So they're wandering towards it and Farah realizes that like they're celebrating. Right. Which is, I mean, sad. And she hears screaming. Um, Ugh. and even though, so Asriel's like telling her, don't go near it. And he like squeezes her shoulder mm. to like make her not, but she, she makes a quote unquote lazy circuit around she can't help herself she can't um which like i get but they see it's not elaine screaming um but it's one of the children of the blessed the children of the blessed they just like appear randomly they really do (laughs) so there's several who are hung from racks that are dead Mm -hmm. but one of them is still alive yeah that poor poor soul i know it's so sad um and while she's observing this jurian appears Mm mm-hmm and it's so funny how quickly Jurian realizes what is happening. I'm like, how do you know this? Like, so clever. I, I am pro Jurian. I'm like a big fan of Jurian. His eyes have just been watching things for 500 years. Yeah, that's like true. he. All you have is the power of observation. Exactly. So. That is his superpower. <laughs> um. So it says, let's see. Pharaoh goes, I knew the moment he realized who I was, those brown eyes flared, barely. Um. And then she asked him where. Elaine is. Mm-hmm. And I love that he's helping her. I know. He's like, you've been lusting after me for weeks now. Act like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Jurian. I know. And he quietly tells her, like, she's safe. Which I'm like, you're the best Jurian. He really is. But also, it's so funny. She's, like, trying to act like Ianthe. she likes, like, <laughs> Ianthe and likes him. And Jurian snorts and says, I have trouble believing that's how you won his heart. And I'm just, I just love this interaction. I know. I feel like the first time I read this, I really, like... Did not appreciate Jurian. Same here. Like, I was never a big Jurian fan. And then rereading this book, I'm like, how did I not pick up on how amazing Jurian is? Yeah. Just fascinating. Yes. Um, so let's see. He says that she, she says that she's safe, but not for long. And so he's going to help her get into Hybern's tent. Yep. Um, they kind of have a play like he's going to take her to bed. But first she wants to go pray to the cauldron. Mm-hmm. And he helps her get in there. Right. Um, but he also, right, or she, right before Jurian le- leaves, tells Jurian that she can't leave her here in reference to the one still alive human human from the Children of the Blast. I which know. just like, she is the sweetest. I know. She's but the sweetest. I love Jurian's kind of like response to all this. He's like, you have five minutes to get her out. Take her to the western edge. There's a cliff overlooking the river. I'll meet you there. If you hear screreming, don't panic. I hope you can carry... Three, Shadow Singer. Save a dagger for your own heart. If they catch you alive, the king will. Don't let them catch you alive. Like, he's just direct, straight, like, Very straight helpful. to the point. And I'm like, does he already have a plan in place of, like, how he's going to get this human out? Like, she literally was like, I'm not leaving without her. And I'm like, you have five minutes? Like, how are you going to come up with a plan in five minutes to get this human, get her to the edge? No. Like, I don't know. And how does he know that Az is there? <laughs> I'm like, what the heck, Jury? And like, I know you have these powers of observation, but like, really? How do you know yeah. that Az is there? So um, crazy. Okay, so 
Jurian is brilliant, mm-hmm. comes up with a plan super fast, going to bring the human to her. Mm-hmm. She goes inside to start doing her prayers. Right. And they see Elaine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, it's just a really cool picture of Feyre, like, saying the prayers, which right. how does she know these prayers so well? I'm like, did you really pay that much attention? Apparently. When Ianthe was doing it, I guess. Um, so she's speaking this, but in the background, her and Az are trying to get Elaine right. free and out. And apparently she has um, these, like, chains or these bonds on her that she can't break because there's a spell around it Mm -hmm. and her power is just so fried right that she can't it's not worth the time yeah at the it's like we carry her that's Mm -hmm. what we do um so um let's see where is it so as says to Feyre run and don't stop we sprint for the western edge the cliff and Feyre is again still concerned with the girl also and she says if Jurian's not there with the girl in time um, then Asriel says, then you will go, I'll get her. And mm-hmm. I just, I think that's awesome that Asriel's like prioritizing that also for her. Right. Especially since we know that he like feels really connected to Elaine and like he could very easily just be focused on getting her out. We got to get Elaine out. We got to get you out. Mm-hmm. No one else. But he has a soft spot also. I know for his high lady. Um, and they hear screams. Mm-hmm. which is the jury and signal time is up oh i wanted to point out i forgot to say it. so i was super impressed with elaine so mm. like Azrael throws her basically like wraps her arms that are chained together over him and he's holding yep. her and as they're getting ready to run elaine glanced between us but did not tremble did not cringe i was mm. like look at brave little elaine so brave. i'm so proud of her yeah so but sorry anyway so yeah then they go to run yes they're running um, they take off for the Western Edge, like they said. Mm-hmm. And then... They're, like, using the shadows, which is pretty which cool. Which is really cool. Because yep. Asriel's like, hurry, the shadows won't last long. And I was like, your shadows extend? I don't know. I don't know. Pretty cool. But then they realize they're being chased mm-hmm. by the King of Highburn's hounds, yep. which aren't, like, just dogs. No. <laughs> they are some cousin of the Naga, some monstrous scaled thing that thundered on all fours, serpentine faces snarling and full of bone-shredding white teeth. Yeah. Yikes. I don't want to be chased by that. Absolutely not. It reminds me of um, Hunger Games when they turn, like, all the contestants into, like, these weird dog things at the end, and they're, like, chasing them. Oh, my God. That was so scary. I know. I was like, this is not a children's movie. Like, this is a scary movie. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so there's just, like, epic scene of, like, them running – them being chased, mm-hmm. arrows flying, yep. and it's just, like, scary. I know. And in the distance, they see Jurian got the girl there. The girl is just there waiting. Oh, I'm so impressed. And, like, Farrah tells Az to get Elaine out, and she'll get the other human girl. Mm-hmm. And it, she doesn't just tell him. He tries to talk her, like, around it, yep. and he, she goes, that's an order. Ooh. Ooh. Hi, lady. There I we know. go. Um, so they get close to the edge, but that is when Feyre is struck with an ash arrow. I know. And the king is like walking towards them. It's terrifying. Everything right now is terrifying. And like, I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, Feyre's about to be captured. Oh my God, what the hell are we going to do? Because she's still trying to run like as she's getting this ash arrow out. Like the hounds are getting closer. Which we know the ash arrow hinders their power. So she's like, it's just. What is about to happen? Oh. Tension is building. What is about to happen is a roar <laughs> deafened me, made my head ring, just as one of the hounds was thrown off me. I knew that roar, knew a golden-furred beast with curling horns tore into the hounds. Tamlin, I got out, but his green eyes narrowed. Run, he seemed to say. 
This was who had been running alongside us, trying to find us. He ripped and shredded, the hounds launching themselves wholly on him. The king paused, and though he and though he remained far off, I could clearly make out the surprise slacking his face. Slackening his face. Oh my, oh gosh! my god. Tamlin, Tamlin, what the heck? I this is so epic. I was like, I didn't know you were here first off. And yes. You did the good deed. He did something good for once. You did the good deed. You stood up when it mattered. Well, finally. <laughs> he did. He's on the right side. He's not like, he's a secret agent, yes. like triple agent, whatever. Right. Oh. I very pleased. I was Still shocked. hate his guts, but very pleased. Also, I didn't realize he had horns. I didn't either. I was like, I don't think you had horns in the first book. I don't Or if know. you did, they weren't described. Or we just were not paying attention. We just saw the word wolf and we were like, okay. Yeah. Description in our heads are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But no, I just, this is epic. Tamlin is essentially like holding the line, fighting these hounds, mm. giving Feyre a fighting chance to get out. I just, I can't. Oh, it's so much. <sighs> so Feyre runs. And Az tells her that she will need to fly out of there, which I'm like, oh my gosh, she was just hit with an ash arrow. Right. How are you going to fly? Because it takes her powers to get her wings. Right. Ugh. Ugh. And then Tamlin let out a yelp of what sounded like pain, followed by another earth-shuddering roar. The rest of the hounds had reached him. He did not falter, did not yield an inch to them. Can I just say I love Tamlin right now? I love it. Like, did not yield an inch. I love it so much. I just... Here's the thing, like this, this is the Tamlin that we fell in love with in those early, early moments of Akatar. Yes. The one who like would do anything for his people. Yes. And it's just like, did he make so many bad choices along the way? Yes. Do I still hate him? Yes. But. Does this redeem him? Yes. Not. <laughs> yes. It's a good, it's a good step like it's a huge step yes. in the right direction mm-hmm. that like in this moment he didn't choose that easy route and it's beautiful because like to be fighting back all of those hounds mm-hmm. to be fighting for Feyre yeah who humiliated you mm-hmm. who left you yes I know it is sweet there's there is a cur- like there is a kernel of who he once was still in there yes for sure and like the you do not yield like it's so throne of glass like oh i love it i think that's why like this line gets me so much yes it just takes me back to like throne of glass yes which we won't say anything else because spoilers right but that line for those who know they know you know (laughs) um okay so feyre's running Feyre's trying to fly. She says, five steps. I knew. I knew that whatever force had compelled me to learn to fly, somehow it had known that this moment was coming. All of it. All of it for this moment. And she's like epically running, takes off. There's like a hound leaping at her. I'm picturing this happening in like slow motion Mm -hmm. in in the TV show. And then, where is it? there you're missing like you're missing like the best part of this with with tamlin yes yeah i so she says um and barely and with barely three steps to the edge of that cliff a warm wind kissed with lilacs and new grass blasted up from beneath me a wind of spring Mm. lifting me filling my wings my feet rose and rose and rose i'm like oh my gosh stop tamlin oh yes i love it but so okay a little bit before she leaps 
Um, so like as has Elaine and he grabs yeah. the girl and he oh, like, right. he runs like running leap off the cliff. He gets airborne only to have one of those creatures, like those hound things break off from Tamlin and he launches itself or the creature launches itself at Elaine and Azrael's roar echoed off the rocks as the hound slammed into him, dragging those shredding talons down his spine, no. <laughs> his wings. The girl screamed, but Elaine moved. As Azrael battled to keep them airborne, his grip on them, my sister sent a fierce kick into the beast's face, its eye. Another, another. It bellowed, and Elaine slammed her bare, muddy foot into its face again. The blow struck home. With a yelp of pain, it released its claws and plunged into the ravine. Like, yes, Elaine! So proud of Look Elaine. At her! But also, how has Azrael been flying all this time, carrying those two people with shredded wings? I just, I can't. It's just like sheer freaking will at this point. He's amazing. And then... So so we have him somehow holding the two together. Mm-hmm. We have Feyre launching on Tamlin's breath, essentially, the winds of spring. Yeah. And, and the, go ahead. Oh, sorry. As, so she's getting ready to launch. And she said, but he beheld. So in refer, reference to Azrael, he's looking at her. as She's running towards the cliff. Mm-hmm. She says, but he beheld what charged after me, sprint ahead. And for the first time since I had known him, there was terror in Azrael's eyes as he watched me make that run. Oh. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. This is just so intense. Oh. So many things are happening. It's terrifying. So then she leaps. But she leaps and she's flying thanks to Tamlin. Oh. And basically she makes it to Az. Az kind of gets a shield around them. Feyre creates a hole in the wards with like the last grasp of her power. Because Hybern's like trying to keep them within the wards. Yep. And they sneak out through this hole to Mm -hmm. winnow away. Yes. And also... Tamlin. Tamlin survives. He launches himself off the cliff with his like wolf form and like uses that spring breeze to get through the wards before he winnows away. Insane. I just, oh my gosh, this scene is the most epic. Yes, it's, like, I think this is better than, like, the Battle of Adriata. Like, this scene to me is just amazing. Like, I I can't, it's so good. It's so intense. I know. Um, Okay, so they winnow back to the camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's Elaine, Asriel, Feyre, and the girl that they saved, whose name is Briar. It's a weird name. It's a weird name, but in classic, like, SJM, like, each of, we've talked through this, but, and if you haven't noticed this, hello. Um, <laughs> but, like, her, she has a lot of references to, like, old fairy tales. Yeah. And I immediately think of Sleeping Beauty yeah. when I hear the name Briar. So part of me is like, hmm. Is there a Sleeping Beauty retelling in the making? Is, is there something in connection to that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I think Briar is an interesting name. Mm-hmm. And let's see what else happens so so they get back to the camp and she said running steps approached Mm. and then nesta rounded a tent skidding to a halt into the mud she let out a sob at the sight of elaine still in asriel's arms i'd never heard a sound like that from her not once she isn't hurt i said to her into that chamber in her mind because words i couldn't form them nesta broke into a sprint i reached for resand his face taut as he stalked for us but nesta got there first i swallowed my shout of pain as nesta's arms went around my neck and she embraced me so hard it snatched my breath away her body shook shook as she sobbed and said over and over thank you that's so sweet it's so sweet i was sobbing at the end of this chapter because Basically, like, Azriel and Feyre are just physically destroyed right now. Yes. And they immediately try to get them healers. And this line with Feyre, this last bit, she says, 
Um, she's basically like, I did not remember the healer who patched me up or how Reese bathed me, how I told him what happened to Jurian and Tamlin, Nesta hovering around Elaine as Helion came to remove her chains, cursing the king's handiwork, even as he admired its quality. But I did remember lying down on the bearskin rug once it was done, how I felt Elaine's slim body settle next to mine and curl into my side, careful not to touch the bandaged wound in my shoulder. I had not realized how cold I was until her warmth seeped into me. A moment later, another warm body nestled on my left. Nesta's scent drifted over me, fire and steel, an unbending wheel, or unbending will. I didn't know how long my sisters and I lay there together, just like we had once shared that carved bed in that dilapidated cottage. Then, back then, we had kicked and twisted and fought for any bit of space, any breathing room. But that morning, as the sun rose over the world, we held tight and did not let go. What a beautiful sister moment. It is so sweet. So sweet. I love it so much. They're together and they love each other. And Nesta's holding Feyre, not Elaine. I know. Like, I think that was something beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. The only other thing I wanted to touch on was that Elaine kissed Azrael on the cheek, which was like the most tender, sweet moment. All their moments are just so precious. They are. They're so sweet. I know. So that chapter was just epic. So So much happened in that chapter. Okay. Chapter 66. Because we can't stop there. Um, summary is Feyre and Moore reconcile and have a truth-filled conversation. The armies of Prithian plan their next steps. What were your thoughts? I said, wow, like we finally get to hear what is up with Moore and why yeah. she's been acting the way she has towards Az and Cassian. So love to get some backstory. Yes. So one of the first things I notice about this chapter is this question of like Tamlin because he saved her. Mm-hmm. But where is he? What's next? Is he getting spring forces? Like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? And I think Tamlin is just such a huge question mark right now. Like, yes, he did the right thing, but is he just going to, like, hide away? Is he coming to them? What's going on? And in regards to Tamlin, like, this got me so much. She's Mm -hmm. thinking, like, that he's her Nepheli Nepheli philosophy. Mm -hmm. Like, he was her weakness, and then he saved her. And that just made me so happy. Yeah. Just the things that you overlook and, like, your weaknesses. They really – it's true. Yeah. Oh, that was sweet. So. Um, And we get to meet Winter's Army, Mm -hmm. which I love this description of them. I have to read it. So she's, like, walking through the winter camp, and she said, Long-limbed creatures like shards of ice given form stalked past, tall enough to plant the cobalt and silver banners atop various tents. Wagons were hauled by sure-footed reindeer and lumbering white bears in ornate armor – some so keenly aware when they ambled by that I wouldn't have been surprised if they could talk. White foxes scuttled around underfoot, bearing what looked to be messages strapped to their little, little embroidered vests. Our Lyrian army was brutal, basic, few frills, and sheer rank reigned. Callias's army, or I suppose the army that Vivian had held together during Amaranthus' reign, was a complex, beautiful, teeming thing orderly and yet thrumming with life everyone had a purpose everyone seemed keen on doing it efficiently and proudly i just think it's such a cool army to have I know. like i love this use of your creatures and mm-hmm. your people and like truly who you are yeah. not just a blood killing army you yeah. know because they brought so many lesser fey yes like she that's notes, the other thing which is like really cool that they're so involved in the yeah army. Um, and as she's walking through that, she sees that Moore brought Briar, mm-hmm. the Children of the Blessed Girl, yep. 
over to that camp. Mm-hmm. So curious what she's doing there. Mm-hmm. And we find out Asriel's going to be okay. Good. Um, cause, but it looks like he won't be battle ready, which is obviously a big bummer for everybody. Yeah. Um, but at least he's okay. So that's yeah. all that matters. And more in favor are talking. Yes. <laughs> because that was not a thing before no. um, they left. Mm-hmm. And we get to hear more story. She goes, no more lies between us. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so it turns out, just as like a quick summary, we find out that more is gay. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is very precious to her. Um, we learned that that's why she really didn't want to marry Eris because she didn't want to give up that part of her. She right. knew that she could survive it. But she just, she needed to, like, keep herself safe in that way. Mm-hmm. And that was why she slept with Cassian. Because she knew it wouldn't be more, but that she could get out of the marriage with Eris. Yep. And it's why she didn't sleep with Asriel. Because she was like, I can never return the feelings that he has. Right. And so, it's like, it's just this really sad story of, like, her, like, not wanting to share with them either. Even though, you know, there's places in Belarus where she goes where she can be herself she Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like she can do that with the other members of the inner circle just because she's so afraid of her family finding out Mm -hmm. and she says at one point um I live in terror of my family finding out and shaming me hurting me about this one thing that has remained wholly mine this one part of me I won't let them won't let them destroy it and so she's just like very protective about this yeah um, we find out she took a lover in the first war, and it was actually one of the human queens. Right. Which is why she felt so close to the queens, because one of them was that right. same lover's descendant. Mm-hmm. Um, and she admits that, like, she's taken male lovers in the past, really just to, like, try to affirm to Azriel that she's not interested in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not actually wanting to go that way. Mm-hmm. She says... Do-do-do. I'm not sure I can give my entire heart to him that way. And and I love him enough to want him to find someone who can truly love him like he deserves. And I love myself, I love myself enough to not want to settle until I find that person too. If I can even work up the courage to tell the world first. My gift is truth, and yet I have been living a lie my entire existence. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, more. I know. Why, why don't you feel like you can? I still don't understand why you don't feel like they would protect you. I know. And I, but a part of me is like, I wonder if it's just something she's kept quiet for so long that it's like, at this point, it feels weird. But I mean, you're going into Valaris, into places that you frequent all the time and they can know, but your family, quote unquote, can't know. Yeah. But it's, she's had so much taken from her in this life. She's so traumatized by her own family. But I'm talking about like the family she chose. I know, but I'm saying she's been so traumatized that it's hard. I think it's hard for her to overcome the idea of like a family accepting her fully. Yeah. Like even though, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they Mm -hmm. don't care. Yeah. But trauma yeah <laughs> you know i don't know i i still struggle yeah it's this, definitely but. but part of me wonders is now that Feyre knows now that she's gotten the words out to somebody mm-hmm. will this be a catalyst for her to feel more comfortable telling the other people because part of me like just wonders if it's just gone on as a secret for so long it's like how do you broach that subject yeah you know and maybe her finally opening up to Feyre in this way mm-hmm will help her open up to everybody open up to everybody else maybe and she can live a more freer life yeah you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's why 
like Reese especially doesn't like I feel like he's sympathetic to how Moore feels about her family and heiress mm-hmm. but I think he's missing this key piece of information yeah. as to why mm-hmm. she's doing that and that's why the two of them don't ever seem to be on the same page yeah um when it comes to them yeah so I don't know it's clearly a source of a lot of Moore's personal struggles but I think it's really beautiful that she decided in this moment to share with Feyre and start mm-hmm. seeking to live a more yeah. honest life, you know? Yeah. And, like, more asks Feyre, like, if it makes her horrible, basically. Yeah. And Feyre says it wasn't horrible of her to, like, string Asencast along, but I really, str- I'm like, that's not, no, that is horrible to string them along for 500 years. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe, like, the first couple years, sure. 500? Yeah. No, that's horrible, more. Especially yeah. Asriel. Like, Cassian knows the two of you aren't getting together. Asriel doesn't know that. I do think there is something to be said, though, of Asriel take, needing to take a hint. Because that's the whole point of what Moore has said is, like, that's why she sleeps with men. Is like, if Asriel acts like yeah. things might be happening between them, she does that to mm-hmm. affirm, like, no. I get so, that. So, part of me is like, as maybe take a hint yes i don't i don't think that makes what she does right no I versus totally agree. just having a conversation with him i know but i feel like as has also been a little clueless yeah in terms of that as well mm-hmm. like willingly clueless yeah not a good situation all around no. but like i said hopefully this talking about this now this is progress mm-hmm. and we'll get to a better point with yes. honesty i know honesty um but let's see but i mean like pharah is like she takes this all in stride she really is like supportive of more which is mm-hmm. great and i think that's like if i think pharah's reaction will hopefully like i said be a good indicator of how the others would react yeah. and she'll realize that and then we'll be okay mm-hmm. but it was really sweet at the end of this conversation um pharah's kind of just smiling and more asks her what, and she says, "I was just thinking that whenever you're ready, I was thinking about how much fun I'm going to have playing matchmaker for you." And then it says, <clears throat> "Moore's answering grin was brighter than the entirety of the day court." And it's like, "Ah, oh, Moore wants to be living in this yes. truth so bad," and it's just really sweet to start to like see her, yeah, joy in doing that. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. That was the big thing in this chapter. Yeah. What else did you notice? So then we go kind of back to the negatives so it looks like hybrid's forces are changing direction and they've outsmarted everybody yet again classic um so there's basically like this river that they would need to cross to get down to where hybrid's armies are and everybody's too exhausted to winnow like the whole army across this so they'd have to walk around which is going to take even longer and they'll be more exhausted so it's not good no um and hybrid is basically doing all of this like, he's deciding to attack now to piss off, like, because he's pissed off at the Archeron sisters. Mm-hmm. So. Classic. I know. Outsmarted by some ladies and a man can't take it. I Whatever. <laughs> um, But so, at this point, they realize that the way Hybern's forces are moving, they're just going to take out the human forces. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like. What do we do? What do we do? We're kind of stuck. And then, where is it? So Reese says, he knows we'll come. And Helion says, I'd say he's assuming quite a lot about how much we care for humans. And Reese says, 
He'll have seen our prioritizing of Elaine's safety as proof that the Archeron sisters hold sway here. He thinks they'll convince us to haul our asses down there, likely to a battlefield with few advantages, and be annihilated. And then Tarquin says, so we're not going to? And then Reese says, of course we're going to. We will be outnumbered and exhausted, and it will not end well. But this has nothing to do with my maid or her sisters. The wall is down. It is gone. It is a new world, and we must decide how we are to end this old one and begin it anew. We must decide if we will begin it by allowing those who cannot defend themselves to be slaughtered. If that is the sort of people we are, not individual courts, we as a fey people, do we let the humans stand alone? And then Helion's response is, we'll all die together then. But it's just such a beautiful moment. It is. A decision. It's like redefining yeah. the Fae, mm-hmm. which I love. Like all these High Lords are stepping up and like choosing like goodness. Yeah. Which makes me happy. It's so nice. Yeah. So like everybody's basically saying they'll stand and fight, um, yep. but they'll need to start winnowing everybody down there. But Farah actually suggests something different. Yes. Um, so she wants them to start winnowing the humans out. Mm-hmm. like the human land whatever you call that yep <laughs> um and she's she recommends valaris but they say that's too far so tarquin volunteers adriata mm-hmm. which i'm just like you guys are so good it is yeah at one point Kalia says we'll need all the strength we have to fight hybern wasting it on winnowing humans and then Feyre butts in it is no waste one life may change the world where would you all be if someone had deemed saving my life to be a waste of time and then she points to Reese. If he had deemed saving my life under the mountain a waste of time, even if it's only 20 families or 10, they are not a waste. Not to me or to you. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Like, I they love would, it. They would all be trapped with Amarantha yep. forever, basically, if yeah. Farah hadn't come over. Mm. So good. One person, one life. It all matters. I know. And then Amarin shows up. Yep. And she says, I hope you all voted to face Highburn in battle. And she said, because we will need it as a distraction. We need to get to the cauldron, girl. All of us. And then Tarquin goes, you found another way to stop it? And Amron says, even better. I found a way to stop his entire army. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. What did you find, Tim? Or Tamron. Why can't I speak? Um, what did you find, Amron? I know. These are the questions. Thank you, Surreal, by the way. Oh, that's right. Props to that man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Chapter 67, because we can't stop. Mm-hmm. I said, the army works to save as many humans as possible, and Feyre shows willing to sacrifice herself in order to give them all a fighting chance. Mm. What did you notice? I said, here we go. Here we go. Yes, Feyre. I was like, thank you for deciding that Reese can't be the only one to sacrifice himself, yep. but for doing like anything you can do to take some of the burden off of him. Yes. I was like, we are getting the Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Okay. So, Amron is explaining a little bit of her plan. Mm-hmm. Essentially, there's a spell that's going to um, not nullify the cauldron's powers, but it would nullify the person controlling it and his entire host. So, they got to get Amron and the three sisters to the cauldron in the middle of this battle in order to do this spell. No but, big deal. No big deal. <laughs> but it sounds nice that we have options. Yeah. Um, and then the armies, whoever can winnow, starts winnowing humans out Mm -hmm. they go all night they're exhausted yes which i don't know how any of them are gonna fight at this point no like like, again i think it's super important pharaoh had such a good point right but But also i'm like how are you gonna fight the whole army yeah that's kind of a big deal it is and so they're laying down they're resting 
And this is when Feyre gets some inspiration. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically she decides that Reese has given enough and that she's going to be the one to self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So she decides she needs to go to the bone or she needs the bone carver to fight so she winnows to the court of nightmares and she's gonna retrieve the ouroboros whatever it takes yep only you can decide what breaks you curse breaker i know so it's so good yeah so she begins the ascent up the stairs to retrieve the mirror and then yeah she recalls the surreal's words to her oh so sweet short chapter yep but very intense last chapter chapter 68 I put Pharaoh retrieves the Ouroboros and seeks out the bone carver once more. What'd you notice? I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? We don't actually get to see her facing the Ouroboros? It's like, she I goes. Mean, we kind of do. No, she like goes up to it, grabs it, yes. sees this creature, and then all of a sudden we're at the bone carver. I was like, well, there was no like battle. There was no like deep thoughts. Like, it's literally like she sees it, sees a creature, and then we're at the bone carver. There were deep thoughts, Sarah? No, I felt like we like didn't. <laughs> Like, I wanted, like... She a, realized it was herself. I wanted a more intense... More like, intense. Fair yes. enough. Fair enough. Um, so she gets yeah. to the room where the Ouroboros is, and it's snowing, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yes. And the Ouroboros is a massive round disc, as tall as I was, taller, and the metal around it had been fashioned after a massive serpent, the mirror held within its coils as it devoured its own tail. Very intense sounding. I was also not expecting this mirror to be like human sized. I thought it was going to yeah. be like a handheld little like <laughs> little mirror. I was like, wait, it's that big? How are you going to bring this thing along? Like you can't just like. Magic. Yeah. Magic, yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess. So she approaches the mirror and she's just seeing herself. She's not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. But then in the background, she sees this horrible creature yeah. like prowling down the wall coming towards her. And she goes to try and like kill it right so it says like its enormous paws were near near silent on the floor the fur on them a blend of black and gold not a beast designed to hunt in these mountains certainly not with the ridge of dark scales down its back and the large shining eyes i didn't have time to remark on those blue gray eyes as the beast pounced i whirled illyrian dagger in my freezing hand ducking low and aiming up for the heart but no impact came only snow and cold and wind there was nothing before me behind me no paw prints in the snow so it was just in the mirror illusion and she said where i so yeah she she goes out and she said where i had been standing that beast now sat scale tail idly swishing through the snow watching me no not watching gazing back at me my reflection of what lurked beneath my skin i'm like huh what would mine look like like I was like so interesting. I was like, could that be a mini? Could that be a mini? What, oh my gosh! What does my inner Ouroboros like oh creature look like? I have no idea. Well, I think that question—it's like such a harsh reality too. Like mm-hmm. we think of Feyre as this like beautiful soul, mm-hmm. and she's so kind, and she loves people, yeah. but like also a warrior. You don't think of this like scary black monster. No. When you would think about like Feyre's like inner self. Yeah. So it's like. It's definitely, like, a hard conversation Mm -hmm. to think through. Like, what would your, like, inner being look like? Yeah. I don't know if I want to know. I don't – that's what I was saying. I don't know if we want to do that kind of mini. Um – so, to your point, mm-hmm. that's all we kind of get. We know that it's Farah's like, inner self. Yeah, but that's it. It's, like, you have to face <laughs> your inner self. So, I was, like, you literally just have to look at it. That was it. Why are people breaking if they just had to look and see what their inner self looked like? mad by it. But what it looks like, that's it? I feel the, like it should have been. The reality of what they're faced with. I feel like it should have been way more epic. I was, like, <laughs> this is the lamest, like, 
that was it. You just looked in the mirror and like, Fair congratulations, you win. Yeah. No, that's not my style. <laughs> I don't like that. That's fair. Especially with like all the buildup of like, no, I can't like, that's the last resort. And then yeah. it was that easy. It's like all of a sudden she's just like, oh, okay. I'm at the bone carver now. Like, what? Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Fair enough. So. Um, so she gets to the bone carver. He realizes that she got it. And he said, how? And she says, I looked. And the carver says, what do you see? And she just goes, that's none of your concern. Yeah, I'm curious too, Farah. Bum, bum, bum. So basically, like, what the heck? The bone carver had little need for the mirror. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he knew that Farah had need, need of the mirror. Yeah. Like that's one of those, like, mm-hmm. I feel twists. Like it's like a surreal kind of thing. It definitely reminded me of that. He said, I wanted to see if you were worth helping. It's a rare person to face who they truly are and not run from it, not be broken by it. That's what the Ouroboros shows all who look into it, who they are, every despicable and unholy inch. Some gaze upon it and don't even realize that the horror they're seeing is them, even as the terror of it drives them mad. Some swagger in and are shattered by the small, sorry creature they find instead. But you, yes, rare indeed. I could risk leaving here for nothing else. So she grabs his hand and I was like, are you going to win No, Like, what are you, what are you, how are you getting out of the prison? Like, that's a big question. you're still in the prison. We haven't been told how, like, I mean, Amron kind of told us, but like, how does that apply to the bone carver? The bone carver? That's a good question. Yeah. I totally did not even think that. I was just like, let's go. Yeah. I was like, where are you, where are you going? And like, how are you doing this? And that's the end. That is the end. Of this week, at least. Yes. Um, Next week, we're going to do chapters 69 through 74. Mm. And it's epic. I feel like it's battle time. It's it's totally battle time. Yes. So um, we will talk more with you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.